0: Welcome to Darnley's Cyber Cafe, your podcast for cybersecurity, IT, technology, and business news. Now, introducing your host, Darnley Gresson, Jr. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my cafe for another great episode. Episode 44. LinkedIn is the most abused brand. Let's talk about it. Why LinkedIn? Isn't it just an innocent business social media website? Well, I hate to say this, but it is not as perfect as you probably may think. LinkedIn had a massive cyber breach, breaches back in 2021. Yes, I did say breaches. Was not just one event. Hackers scraped 500 million LinkedIn user profiles. A seller named Tom Liner was in possession of 700 million LinkedIn users, which was about 92% of LinkedIn users that were affected by this attack. According to Restore Privacy, an information site about privacy, examined the data and stated what was scraped from the profiles. One, email address, full names, phone numbers, physical addresses. LinkedIn username and profile URLs, genders, personal and professional experience and backgrounds, and other social media usernames. The funny or let's say lucky thing here is that there was no account credentials or banking details included. So this suggested that data was scraped instead of breached. Scraping is the event where someone... Someone uses a computer program to pull public data from a website, using a site in a way it wasn't intended to be used. So how was the hacker able to scrape millions of records? Well, the hacker used or abused LinkedIn's API, a similar attack which was done before with LinkedIn in April of the same year. LinkedIn's APIs are not accessible for unauthenticated users, so it looks like a post-login attack avoided LinkedIn security measures. Essentially, a low or slow bot attack using multiple IPs and fake user accounts was the recipe in which was used for the attack, if you needed to know. So didn't LinkedIn have preventative measures? After all, it's owned by Microsoft. Well, in a nutshell, the web application firewalls are not designed for this kind of attack. And those slow bots attack in real time which I will note probably credential stuffing. The Facebook breach happened in the same month too, using similar tactics. So no big deal, right? There is a reason why I'm pulling LinkedIn's old skeletons out of the closet. It is to give a perspective of why LinkedIn is the most abused brand. You need to look at it with a certain lens. Having your email address or your mobile number available for anyone, even strangers, is a risky in itself. You are in essence a target for spam campaigns, email, SMS, and robocalls. I don't know about you, but I hate with a burning passion of a thousand suns. Anyways, the rabbit hole is pretty deep here when it comes to understanding once your data is out there in the cyber universe. Or Information super highway, depending on your age. You cannot simply reverse it. The damage has been done. The ship has sailed. Game over, man. A great tool to use to see if your email is up the you know what creek is to visit www.haveibenpwned.com. It is spelled Have I Been Pwned. Pwned spelled P W N E D. Dot com, so uh have I been So you simply enter your email address here or phone number and the gossip shall be revealed to you. If you see this in the case, do not panic. A quick security one-on-one. Turn on two-factor authentication and change your password to something unique. If you haven't done so already, hey, it wouldn't hurt again to do it again, right? Now, getting into LinkedIn as the most abused brand in the world for phishing attacks. According to a recent report by Checkpoint, LinkedIn has become the most uh, imitated brand in phishing attacks, more than half, which is 52 percent of all global phishing attempts in the first quarter of 2022, which is 44 percent. Increase compared to the previous quarter. Uh, Keep in mind, they used to be number five in phishing attacks, so heed this warning. Uh, I'll go through Checkpoint's list of top 10 abused brands. Uh, Number one, obviously LinkedIn. Uh, Number two, DHL with 14%. Google with 7%. Microsoft with 6%. FedEx with 6%. WhatsApp for 4%. And I want to make a note here. Uh, if you look, go back to episode 41, uh, I did a podcast uh, relating to this. Uh, number seven, Amazon at 2%. Eight, uh, uh, Maserik at number one and, and 1%, sorry, and AliExpress 0.8%. And number 10, Apple at 0.8%. So this is very interesting. And keep in mind of all these brand names that I've mentioned because you need to understand that uh, when you do see a particular phishing campaign from DHL or AliExpress or Apple or whomever, keep that on top of your mind. Keep that sort of like planted somewhere in your subconscious if you know how. And when you do receive an email from one of these uh, top fish companies, then perhaps your cybersecurity red flag will be raised and you'll second guess that email before you do anything. Now, it basically seems here that LinkedIn took the top spot away from DHL. Uh, In the first three months of this year, uh, because basically a malicious email is out there trying to steal victims' LinkedIn login information that essentially redirects them to a fake spoofed LinkedIn login page. And just, I just want to note here too that these attacks happen to the best of us, uh, to the best of us. So if you tell me, well, okay, darling, we don't have any of these attacks, or we don't see any of these these things, that may be the case. I, I do hear a lot of reports from people who tell me that they don't see some of these attacks, but we've all seen a DHL, we've all seen a LinkedIn, a Microsoft. In some point, if you've been around on the internet for a long time, you've seen something guaranteed. Now, these phishing attacks on behalf of LinkedIn has increased by 232% since February 1st, 2022, according to a report done by Egress. This increase was related to the number of people who lost their jobs due to the COVID-19 pandemic, and now are looking for new jobs. Again, keep in mind here, all about uh, the sort of supply and demand in the cyber criminal underworld, that criminals understand what goes on. They don't just do things haphazardly or just say, oh, we're just going to target LinkedIn. There is a specific reason why these... These companies, these organizations get targeted. There, There is a goal in mind because they know statistically speaking, if you to pull it out and break it out in minute pieces, you need to understand that this is the best way for them to attack people and to get the information. Because uh, something like DHL, for example, either someone has ordered a package or waiting for an order and they need a delivery, they click on the link maybe to get an update on their their package which is very common uh, amazon too is like this as well um i've seen my fair share personally of spoofed attacks coming to one of my email accounts of some proverbial package that i never ordered but some people do order amazon on the regular and they do receive a lot of emails so it can be tripped up because we're, we're really busy on that so i just want to briefly talk about the basics of spotting efficient email generally speaking I always advise all levels to be aware of this, from management to administrative staff. Everyone should conduct their due diligence to minimize uh, becoming a, a victim. Keep in mind with the information I mentioned earlier, spear phishing in particular will be more common here as the data these criminals now have will make these phishing attacks more targeted as it may seem to come from a trusted source. For example the CFO asking for money transfers, or the CEO to share privileged information. Even with the basic cybersecurity training or the cybersecurity tests that audit organization, which I know I do them, this is simply not the end-all be-all. I see it all the time, over and over again. Even with someone that tells me, oh, darling, I know this, I'm able to spot anything, etc., etc. The fact of the matter is that In this fast pace of our business world, many employees and individuals will click on the link, open the attachment, or share the information. Having a multi-layered approach, such as training, anti-spam technologies, and best practices will help mitigate, not eliminate, mitigate these issues. Just remember, do not rely on one of these legs alone. This needs to be a multi-pronged approach. So here are some basic ways to spot a phishing email. Uh, One is inconsistencies in email addresses, company domains, and URLs. Sometimes you may get an email from IT, for example, but it may say IT at youritservice.com. I'm using an obscure example, by the way, but sometimes there may not, like if you're in a, a big internal company and it comes from... Let's use Microsoft for example here. If it comes from IT at MicrosoftITsupport.com. Now, from face value, it may say it's coming from Microsoft IT support if you worked in Microsoft for complete example here. And you may think everything's okay. But if you look at the email address, where it's coming from, even though the email itself may say it's coming from your IT support it's not coming from the proper domain and it's not the proper email account coming to you. Another big thing to spot a phishing email is requests for personal information. A lot of times these information the, these these uh, phishing attacks are looking for um, specific information like login example, let's say for LinkedIn and they're asking for this information um, just to give some uh, credibility, to that particular nature. But it's also going to my third point, which is threat of negative consequences, more like a do this or else. A lot and a significant amount of phishing emails uh, that do come across that use this sort of tone of language uh, is intended to scare uh, psychological manipulations, to, to sort of call it, for someone to actually open up the email. And this works very great. When you're getting scolded or yelled at or, um, you know, if you have, you know, fear of missing out, these sort of things are manipulation tactics. And this is very um, relevant in ad agencies that try to create certain kind of messages or feelings that invoke something in someone. And they may not know it necessarily. And a lot of these threat of negative consequences in these phishing attacks do work pretty well. And like I said earlier, in this fast-paced business environment, you just want to get this over. With. So, if that CEO is saying, uh, "I need this uh, data file from you know company ABC," um, or the CEO sorry asking this from company ABC, and you're you're scared, or um, you, the CEO says, "Oh, I need this by uh, 3 p.m. today. Can you send this to me as soon as possible?" and the HR person or whoever we'll grab the list and send it off to the the hacker and they'll have all this HR information. This happens quite often and and quite frequently. So keep in mind to have sort of like a a proper identity protection yourself to say, hey, if someone's asked me for something right now, you need to think about that. Number four is non-personalized communications. Like dear user, if you get Let's use the same Microsoft IT support example. If it says, dear user, can you please send us your credentials or your your or your computer will be locked, blah, blah, blah. Something like that. If it's very informal or doesn't really seem like it's targeted necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean it is true or not, but you will never get correspondence from somebody that says dear person or dear um, HR individual. It's, it's something impersonal should be a red flag. Uh, number five is poor spelling and grammar. Now, to be honest, this has been getting better over the many years. This is something that you would have, you know, let's say 10 years, 10, 15 years ago, say, oh, you know, yeah, that that bad grammar from someplace in Africa, blah, blah, blah. You no, know, it doesn't happen anymore. Number six, uh, suspicious attachments. Now, these come in as uh, fake invoices, uh, lists, or uh, a shipping manifest, stuff like that. Any sort of document uh, may come in and say, can you review this? Um, we need this um, You know, read or please send this to you, CFO, stuff like that. Very, very common. Now, I want to make, again, a note. The sense of urgency is a key manipula- manipulation tool that criminals will use to get the victims to do something. If you feel a sense of urgency to do something or it is it or if it is something you don't do in a timely manner, uh, this should be your red flag to stop, pause, reflect and call someone to be certain. Because I know because my team does this, we use a lot of these uh, urgency, um, you know, cause some sort of emotional manipulation, Um our testers do this all the time and it works very, very well, especially when you call it certain times. Um, I'm not going to reveal all the goods to you all. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's it's certain times and and certain tones and certain people within certain department that this works best in. So as the testers, if we know some of the tools to manipulate the users to give us that information when we do our vulnerability tests. Just think about what hackers know, and they're always a step ahead of us. Now, I want to note too that there are many tools available for organizations to utilize to mitigate these risks, such as, like I said, security awareness training, anti-spam software, DNS authentication services, anti-impersonation technology, et cetera, so forth. So depending on the size of your organization, you will see the need to tailor the, the specific technologies to address these areas of concern. Gone are the days of that relative king of ours in far-off lands willing to give us money just to access our bank account, right? Now, I just want to note that that this is a very serious and obvious concern. And this is why I've, I've taken and, and broken apart this uh, recent news when it came to LinkedIn because as a business professional, as an employee or an employer, wherever you sit in the spectrum of employment, no matter where you sit, you're, you must in some way, shape or form be on LinkedIn. There's no rhyme or reason why you shouldn't be. But the point I'm trying to make here is that your information, if you've been on LinkedIn for probably pre-2021, then suffice to say that your information is scraped. And if you go to haveibeenpwned.com, like I mentioned earlier, that will kind of give you the true face value. And again, understanding that not to use one email address or one password for multiple accounts will save your skin as well when this does happen to another website. So I hope that this podcast was informative enough to take some takeaways. Um, Phishing is such a topic, which from us security people, we beat constantly over the head, time and time again, to understand the importance of email security. This is the very, this is the very pain point and entryway for hackers to gain access to your organization's network. This is the reason why it is the largest used tool in the world because it works. If all the organizations in the world did what they were supposed to, then maybe we wouldn't complain as much. Personally speaking, I love the zero trust mindset, just like my friend, Agent Mulder from the X-Files. Be safe out there. Thank you for stopping by Darnley Cyber Cafe with your host, Darnley Gresson Jr. We hope you enjoyed your stay. Next time you swing by the cafe, bring a friend and share the show with them. That's all for this episode, folks. We will see you next time.